Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of The Pacers Pod. It's been around a month since my last recording, and I'm recording this episode tonight on the eve of the regular season. For the Pacers, it's the first night of the NBA. The Celtics and the 76ers are playing right now. Um, but, you know, so the regular season is upon us, and it's awesome. Can't wait, for, can't wait to watch the Pacers tomorrow night um, play against the Wizards. But uh, in this past month, you know, we've had media day, the preseason, and training camp, and... What I wanted to talk about on this podcast today was just, you know, what am I, what my thoughts are on the team so far. You know, we've seen them like with cameras in their faces for about three weeks now, I think is, is about how long it's been. And, and, and we're about to get into this regular season. And I would say, you know, the first thing that jumps out to me or, you know, is just like the vibes seem good. The vibes seem good on the team. I feel like most guys are answering questions and the coaching staff seems to be answering questions um, in a cohesive way. Um, so I feel like the messaging is good, you know, for the roster and the coaching staff. Um, and it's about, it's about young guys and developing, you know, obviously with Tyrese and Matherin and all the young guys on the team, uh, they know that they're not necessarily going to be I think it's they, they understand it's not necessarily about wins and losses this year. It's about, um, you know, having more energy and playing harder than your opponent every night. They said uh, the, mission tr- the mission in a training camp was like play harder than the other team every single night. That's, that's, what, that's what they're trying to establish. Um, right now and everyone seems to be on the same page with that there's it's a competitive environment on the team with all these young guys um especially once you get once you get past i mean but you know all the all the guys honestly have have quite a bit to to prove this year like Halliburton's established but you know he's got a big year ahead of him and like pending on how this season goes for Halliburton it, it could change you know, what people think about him and stuff. Um, because we're, we're expecting to see him at least be as good as he was last year and hopefully a big jump ahead or two jumps ahead even for Halliburton. And I think, he, I think we'll, we'll see it. But uh, so he's got a lot, even him, he's got a lot riding on him. So it just creates this like really competitive environment on the team. Um, and, you know, this is a team that's, they are establishing their habits and uh, the culture right now in these early, early um, like months of the season, and even this year, and probably even into next year, they're just trying to lay the groundwork for this run that that they're on. And I think everyone is like they're like kind of patient about the fact that um, we're not going to win a ton of games most likely this year, but what we can control is how hard we play. And that's like the mentality going into it. We're going to continue to be flexible with like, you know, they've got, they've got salary cap. We've got all sorts of draft picks, like the front office. We still have quite a bit of cards in our, in our pocket. 
and you know with the veterans on the team that might that you could turn in something as you're looking over the next two to three years it makes perfect sense to approach the season this way um we just want to see what we have this year and um yeah I'm, I'm excited i'm excited to see that i feel like I just got the impression that people were on the same page with that, and I think that was encouraging. Um, some of the things, just like, it's a competitive environment, but it also, I feel like there's becoming uh, chemistry and camaraderie. You can see, I noticed it in some of the games that I was watching in the preseason, that they, uh, you know, when, when a guy gets knocked down, they sprint to pick each other up out there on the court. It's, it's, and and they, they have a very active bench, um, so I don't know. I think it's good. I think the guy, I think the, these, I think this team enjoys, I think they're having fun, um, right now. And, uh, that's only, I mean, that's gotta be good for, for us as fans. Cause you want to see a team having fun and just, you know, uh, wins are going to be nice when they come, but it's like, it's more, it is going to just be fun to see them play hard every night and, and um, see how they can grow and develop this year. Um, the team seems like to be out there on the court. There's an example I saw that I don't really remember um, ever seeing with teams in the past where it's like there was a time, there was a, like, uh, I forget what game it was, but there was a, um, an official review over some play and it, those take a little bit of time. It's probably like two minutes or so. And there are a couple of different ca camera shots during that uh, review to the Pacers guys who were out there on the court. They were all huddled up. It was uh, Halliburton, Heald, Duarte, um, I think I, J Isaiah Jackson and Jalen Smith. And they, they were just kind of all five in this little pod and they just were like just talking back and forth, talking back and forth, like about the game and, and, and everything. And I was just thinking, man, that's, this team is communicating at a higher level, I think, than, than teams we've seen in the past. Um, so I just think that that's encouraging. Um, and it goes along with, you know, them, this team controlling what they can control. And so, you know, they might as well be the team that communicates the most out there on the court. That's something that they could do this year. Um, and use it as, a, as an advantage. Um, so, yeah, I just, you know, it's, it was preseason. It's training camp. Everything's exciting right now. Um, I definitely think there's some, like, potential, like, that there could be some unhappy players this season. I, I don't know. I don't want to necessarily spend too much time on that. But, like, Turner just seems like he, you know, he seems to be doing good. Like, he's engaged in, on, off the bench, or, like, off the bench. Uh, or, like, when, when he's on the bench, I see, I, I see him, you know, he celebrates with the guys. He's into the games. He seems like he's definitely in. Um, so I don't know. Maybe that necessarily won't be a bad thing this year. But it, it is just early. Um, so these nice things, you know, it, hopefully we can hold on to those throughout the season and it doesn't fade um, into something like a different kind of season. Uh, like having like a hopefully like an injury or something like that, like uh, that would be terrible. But um, yeah, so I think overall it's it's super positive for this team uh, and their play on the court 
has been sobering and intoxicating at the same time. Um, you know, on one hand, they got they got smacked around by the Knicks and Houston in uh, in the preseason. They were they got down by eighty points, or they gave up eighty points to Houston in the first half of the game. Like sometimes they just looked awful. The jump shot for this team in the preseason was just like brick after brick after brick. They shot twenty nine percent from three point line. Um, like for compare, like a team in the NBA that would rank twelfth in three point percentage shoots thirty six percent. So that's just showing how far down this 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 was, um, but at the same time they smacked around Charlotte in the first game, and we had the great game two against or it was game three of the preseason, but the second game against New York, and uh, the rookies came in, dominated the fourth quarter, got the Pacers a win. I mean that that felt amazing uh, to watch that game, and. I think that, you know, it's also you can tell that the hard work and the effort that they put in is translating onto in onto the game play because like the team is certainly full of energy and they play hard and um that's great to see to start, you know, it, and uh TJ McConnell, he's he's the guy that he really embodies that care on the court. And he's like, he's doing it again this year. Like he's, he's, he's back. He's pressuring guys full court. Um, McConnell started two games because Tyrese sat out too. Um, you know, but he just, he was great. He, uh, in the four games, he averaged almost five assists in only 18 minutes of action. And, Average one turnover per game. So five to one assist to turnover ratio. And just what he does on defense and, and just the intensity that he plays with. Um, you know, he's just, he's, he's a really good vet for this team. And I think he's going to be very beneficial this year. Um, he, I think he is going to make Halliburton and Nimhard, you know, better players going against him in practice all the time. He's, he's helping set the tone um, at the, for this like base layer of the Pacers moving forward of, of actually giving a shit and playing defense, focusing on defense. And, um, yeah, just like out, like play harder than other, the other team. Like that's, that's huge advantage that you can have and you can, that you can control. Uh, and McConnell just embodies that. He's just a, it's just a jolt to the team sometimes. Like sometimes he comes in and just completely flips the game. Um, he's got his limitations for sure, but one thing he does is he plays hard all the time and, and he cares about effort out there. And he takes advantage off of people that don't. If, if, you're, if you make a lazy pass or you're not paying attention, you know, McConnell's going to take advantage of that. Um, and that's a good mentality to have. That's that translates to winning, uh, for sure. Um, yeah, so I want to get into just, you know, some of the play, like the players that, that stood out, um, and, and where I'm kind of at with these guys and, 
I got to start with my man, Benedict Matherin, at the, uh, you know, he's been, he's been better than advertised. He's, he's carrying right along from what he did in the summer league. He looked awesome in the preseason. Um, he's, you know, his play is, get, is getting him some buzz nationally. Uh, some of the bigger podcasts uh, I, I saw was on Zach Lowe's podcast, John Hollinger, who's an analyst. He, you know, he says that Matherin was the best rookie in summer league and in preseason. Um, the rookie of the year odds, they've changed. He's now tied with Jabari Smith for fourth. So Matherin was fifth, and there's a big gap between him and the other four in front of him earlier. But those, those odds have changed. So his arrow is pointing up. He, uh, he did about as good as you could get. As you could, I mean, as, as you could ask for, he, he, he was the man. Benedict was the man. Um, he, st- he stole the preseason. Um, and so, I w- so last episode, I, did, I went hard on, uh, not hard on him, but like I talked a ton about Benedict Matherin, thinking about his, his rookie season and like, uh, some questions that I asked that I was like, all right, these are what I want to kind of like follow along as the season goes on. It's like, all right, let's just like circle back to those real quick. Now that we've got a little bit of uh, like games, like we saw him play in the preseason, we've seen him in training camp. Um, one of the questions I, ha- what I had was, how does his athleticism translate against NBA players? And it, this he passed way high like he 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 actually is better he made it he looked better than um that i that i think you could even imagine he was constantly attacking in the four preseason games just getting to the paint so much and putting so much pressure on the rim um just blowing by guys and just bulldozing his way to the hoop or close enough and and just feasting in the paint, um, drawing fouls, getting and ones. The dude was, I mean, I've ne- I, he was just, anytime he wanted to go, he just goes. Um, athlete, so athletically, man, it, it, it's translating in that aspect on the offensive end. And then it was like, he gave us a highlight of all highlights. Chris Denary with the call. Oh my, oh my! Uh, the number two on the NBA top plays is is that fourth quarter against the Knicks. Um, the Pacers were putting it on ice after a hard fought fourth quarter. The rookies, Matherin goes for twenty seven that night. Like forty seconds left, he gets a steal, fast break, he elevates, windmill flush. Flex, New York Knicks timeout, celebrate, point at the crowd. Kristen Aries going, oh my, oh my. It was insane. It was, it was like the, it was an amazing dunk, uh, fierce windmill. And so I would, you know, so far, yes, his athleticism is translating nicely to the NBA. Uh, another question I had, will Benedict Matherin be primary scoring option for the Pacers this year? Um, 
field goal attempts, points per game, uh, free throw attempts. He he led the he led the team in those preseason games, um, you know, in, in all of them. He he looks like the primary scorer when he's out there on the court. He's certainly looking to get his shot off. Um, often, you know, when he's out when he's out there, he's looking to score. Um, Mathurin averaged 20 points per game in the, in the four preseason games. Uh, you know, when, it, when you think about, okay, field goal attempts, he, Matherin in four games had 56 field goal attempts. Second best on the team, or second most on the team was Buddy Heald with 37. So Benedict, you know, nearly 20 more shots per game than the second most guy on the bench, or not on the bench, but on the team. Granted, Halliburton was out too, but, you know, he really wasn't shooting the ball that much in those games. And, um, you know, Matherin did, you know, he averaged 20 points per game on 48% from, from, the, from the field. You know, he, he took 27 free throw attempts and second place for the Pacers in free throw attempts was Miles at 18. And then third drops all the way down to nine free throw attempts. So, you know, he was the only guy, get, him and Miles were the only ones getting to the line, but he was just living there. And from the line, he shoots 80, 85% from the free throw line. So he's knocking down his free throws when he's there. He's butter up there. He's just a scoring machine. He, he, that's what he was in the preseason. That's what he was in the summer league. That's what he was at Arizona his second year. Um, now, tomorrow night against the Wizards, we get to see what it is in, when, the st- when it matters. You know, this is, these, these, these stats count. Um, I'm, I'm freaking pumped for Matherin, though. Um, and, you know, he, he just seems like the scoring option, the primary score op- scoring option. Um, so I would say for that question, like, will he be the primary scoring option? I, it, it, he was in the preseason. Um, okay, another question. How does he handle adversity? Well, Couple examples of adversity, you know, as well as Matherin looked scoring the ball, he, he really struggled shooting the three. He was uh, two of 13 for 15% uh, from three point line. They were good looks. Um, they all, I thought they were all going in. Uh, shooting the three is a strength of his. I'm sure it's just a, it's a fluke. Um, I, I think he's going to be much better than that uh, as a three-point shooter. I think that is one of his strengths. So he's just got to keep shooting. Um, so that was, a, that was a struggle for him. It did, I, I feel like I did notice, you know, he'd be talking to himself after, after a miss. He, he's... he's um, you know, he, he, he's wrapped up in what's, how he's performing. And he sees like, oh man, when that three point shot's not falling, this is, uh, you know, it was, it was frustrating him, but he, but he still managed to produce like crazy because he just went to his other weapons. He just used his, his driving ability uh, when the shot wasn't falling. Um, I did notice he talks to the refs, you know, um, I, but I, I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think a lot of great players talk to the refs, um, but he, he seems you can you can you can see his emotion 
uh, in the middle of the game and, and especially sometimes towards the refs. Um, but that's, nece- that's not necessarily a bad thing either. So um, he's, he had a little bit of adversity, you know, with, with the, the jump shot not going down. But I felt like overall, you know, we'll just see, see how he looks doing that. Um, another question, will Benedict separate or blend with Duarte, Isaiah Jackson, and Jalen Smith? So, like, is he going to – does he feel like a peer to those guys or is he better than those guys? And, and right now I would certainly rank Benedict number one out of that group of players. And so much so that it's, it's already to the point of, like, it's now Benedict and Tyrese. And – is this going to be a season? Hopefully, this is a season that's that is shared in excitement between Tyrese Halliburton and Benedict Matherin. It's it's a season about Tyrese and Benedict, not just Tyrese this year. Um, I mean, if Benedict makes a run at Rookie of the Year, it's going to be about both of those guys, and it's going to be it's going to be hyped, and that's what we get to that's what we get to uh, get to watch this year. Um, I guess some of the things that, you know, are, are maybe on the negative side is just like he definitely is focused on his own scoring. Uh, you know, like, and, and that's his role. That's what he does. He scores the ball. But every, every chance, it, like it, there, there are a few examples in the open court. You know, it might be a two-on-one. And, you know, I don't think he made the pa- that pass once. Uh, he took it himself, and he finishes. So, kudos to him. It's two two points is two points. Um, you know, but that's just he had five assists in four games. So not many. He's not really looking to get other guys' shots. That's what we. I mean, this is this is just a one little thing, right? I mean, I t- I'll take the elite scoring right now. And we'll see if this progresses, his playmaking for others um, as he gets older. But, like, he's extremely intense and competitive. And I love it. I love, I love the energy that Matherin brings out there on the court. And I really enjoy watching him. He's super fun to watch. So... Right now, it looks like Matherin's coming off the bench. I wish he was starting as long as he's getting 30-plus minutes a game. Uh, I was listening to an interview today with Rick Carlisle, and he was asked about Matherin and starting, and he said, you know, he sees Matherin as a starter, whether he starts or not. You know, that, that doesn't—Matherin's going to get a lot of playing time. And to that, it's like, okay— that's fine. Um, but I just wish that I, I want to see him go against the top guys right away. The same way that Paolo Bancara is not going to, he's not going to sit. He's not coming off the bench, you know. Um, like Jaden Ivey, I, I, you know, he's starting. I think of all the guys in front of Matherin, they might, like, okay, Jabari Smith Jr. is probably starting for Houston. Chet's out. 
So there you go. That, um, I would like to, I would like to see Matherin start. If it's not right away, it's not. I don't think it's crazy as long as he's cool with it and he's not getting pissed. He's not starting. I'm fine. Um, I, I'm just I'm, I'm I'm really excited for I'm excited for Matherin to see what he can do. Uh, next guy Halliburton, you know he uh, he looked good. He looked good when he played. He played the first two games. He pushes the pace like it's like windshield wipers watching the team play. Halliburton is just running and gunning. The team is so enjoyable to watch with him playing point guard. Um, he he showed that he gets open shots for himself and for his teammates, and he does it with no-look passes, um, with jump passes, you know, just the whole arsenal of, of passing Halliburton um, plays with. And just like, the one thing we didn't get to see was we didn't get to see him play with, with Benedict yet. They, I don't think they overlapped much, if at all, in the preseason. And so hopefully tomorrow night we get to see our first taste of a little Halliburton Mather in action. Um, that's that's got to be what I'm most excited about looking forward um, onto the rest, like onto this season is just that combo. What, what do those guys look like playing together? How dynamic can they be? Uh, what is that on-court relationship like between Matherin and Halliburton? And um, so far, you know, they haven't been on the court together, but Tyrese has certainly looked super hyped on the sideline whenever Matherin's doing his thing. Um, I couldn't help but watch Tyrese be the first guy up off the bench, you know, in anticipation of a Matherin and one opportunity. Like whenever, he, when, Ty, whenever Tyrese would see Matherin taken off towards the hoop, it's like he was on his feet. Just, you know, so I just can't wait to see those guys play together. It's going to be awesome. Um, you know, in the preseason, and maybe he's just keeping everything, you know, close to chest as far as what he's going to try to do this year. But he did not, he did not uh, look to score the ball that much um, in the two games that he played. Just he only put up nine shots a game. Now, granted, it wasn't a whole lot of playing time, um, but his goal was 14, and I don't know. Um, does this change, you know, when the, when, the, when the regular season starts? Does he, does he look to score the ball more often? Or is he cool with the amount of um, shot attempts he took? And maybe that's fine. Like, he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to lead the team in field goal attempts. Um, you know, I think I mentioned Matherin did in, in preseason, and what are the chances that Matherin does in the regular season? I'd say it's definitely on the table, and um, but that's okay because I I think that best case scenario, Matherin being the number one option as a scorer is not a is is not a bad thing. I mean, he was the sixth overall pick, you know. He's got uh, uber talent, uh, untapped potential. Like this. In this best-case scenario world, boom, that's Matherin. And so who cares how many shots Tyrese takes? Nobody cares about how many shots Chris Paul takes, you know. Um, 
I'm okay with that if that's what's best for the team and what you know Halliburton thinks it is. But I would like to see him be. I want to see him shoot more because he's really good at it, and he's a really good scorer. So having him score and Mathurin score is a pretty pretty good one-two punch potentially, or or one-two-three punch. You know, if you add, maybe we're gonna need one more guy up there. We'll just see. We'll just have to see. But um, I did make a decision on my jersey, and I and I went with the gold statement Tyrese Halliburton jersey, and I, I was debating between him and Matherin. Um, had I watched the second game of the the second Knicks game when Matherin did the windmill dunk and had twenty seven points prior to deciding on Halliburton. That may have been the game that, that pushed me over to Matherin, but I got burnt before when I bought the Goga jersey. Um, just being so hyped about a rookie. So I went with the tried and true, uh, the face of the franchise, Mr. Tyrese Halliburton. So excited to rock that jersey uh, moving forward. And I'm sure that it won't be long before I get a Benedict one. Um, that was just the jersey update. So... Psyched to see Halliburton, extra psyched to see him with, paired with, with Matherin next year, and just all the other guys, Isaiah Jackson. He's my, you know, after watching the preseason and just where I, where I stand right now, Isaiah Jackson's my favorite big man on the Pacers. I don't necessarily know if that's a controversial take. I think most people may, may say Jackson is. Um, a lot of that has to do with just the fact that it's like we don't know if Miles is going to be around moving forward. But even peak miles, I, I don't know if I've ever been excited for is what I am with Isaiah Jackson and the flashes that, that Jackson shows as just being a monster out there on the court. I mean, just athletically up and down, he runs the court so well uh, as a big man. So good at in the pick and roll, getting to the hoop, being a lob threat, just blocking every shot. Um, Jackson's so fun to watch. Like, he's just one of those guys that's like, you just feel his presence when he's out there on the court. You just know he's out there. He's impacting the game. Um, unfortunately, just like last year, he's, he just he gets into foul trouble. Just a couple quick fouls early. Um, it seems to be moving screens, catch him a lot, and then just getting down in the paint, um, you know, getting bodied up a little bit, catches him. Um, but he's still 20, I mean, he's 20 years old. You know, that's how old Benedict Matherin is. Halliburton's 22. Like, Jackson's young. He's a young big man. He's, he's shown flashes of, of being awesome uh, in preseason and just the ability to impact the game uh, with his athleticism is awesome compared like paired up with Tyrese so I want to see Tyrese and Isaiah Jackson play together um kind of on the opposite side of that after after this preseason it's like Jalen Smith was oftentimes you forget Jalen Smith is out there he's not he's not being as disruptive um he's doing a real good job of rebounding the basketball uh you know he he uh he led the team in rebounds, so like he's the one that was going out and getting them. Um, and and I'm telling I'm telling myself to just be patient because you know he's another young guy that's going to get a lot of opportunity this year. Um, you know he might look like a different player if he strings together three or four 
monster games. Like, where he goes for like 18, 12, you know, or like 24 and 12 and two blocks and a steal or something like that. Like, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it, we'll just have to see what Jalen Smith ends up being. So I'm not, I'm not writing him off or any, by any means, but just like in the preseason and just where it, what, kind of what it, it, it just feels like for me, I'm they're like, they're just more to be desired from him. He, he doesn't feel like a starting power forward at this point, just watching him, like his ability to make an impact is, I, you didn't see it in preseason, but you know, I'm cool. I want to see Jalen all season long. So it's just, um, I don't know, but he sh- he showed flashes. Like he, I, I one of the things I noticed was just some of the variety of shots that he ha- he took. He I remember him doing like a little step back mid range shot that he created a ton of space. Form looked good. Um, he just missed the shot. Uh, he his ability to hit 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 and take trailer threes always feel nice because he's so tall. He's coming to the, you know if he if he doesn't. He just, when he catches the ball out there, it's like, if you're not up on him, he can get a good look with his shot. Um, and it looks nice. So it's like, he just needs to keep taking it and, and just be confident in his ability. Cause it's like, he's got a lot there. Um, but I just want to feel, you know, as we go, get into the season more and more, just see Jalen Smith's confidence start to show up out there on the court. I want to feel his presence and like his aggression and, and the passion he has for the game on the court more and, and, and not seem so unsure or, or almost timid out there sometimes. So to me, it's like Jalen Smith feels like he took a, almost like a little bit of a step back. In reality, he probably is just kind of the same as he was, you know, last year. Um, but there's just a lot of hype. I, you know, you wanted to see a lot more. But that's the other thing of just judging it with the four-game sample size and and not not many minutes. Um, so it's like there's certainly certainly hope here for, for Jalen Smith. I'm you know I'm super excited about about him. Um, Chris Duarte, he was just rock solid is, is what it looks like to me. He's doing a bit of everything. He's rebounding. He's getting assists. He's he's playing solid defense. To me, he's looking for sure like a rotation piece for a playoff team. Now, I don't know if timelines... I, it just depends. Duarte is an interesting fit right now for the Pacers because we drafted Matherin, and ideally both guys are shooting guards. And so when I say, you know, Duarte looks like a rotation piece in the playoffs, I think he's probably, at least at this point, to me, he feels more like a 6-7-8 rotation, in, or like, you know, in the 6-7-8 spot rather than a starter. And I could see that being his role with the Pacers, too, with Matherin and, and Halliburton starting in the backcourt and having Duarte coming off the bench. He's young enough, 25, you know, his game, he's not a guy that's necessarily, like, I still think when Duarte's 30, he's going to be athletically a similar player to the, to who he is today at 25. So that gives you five year window. Um, well, the, where, like what kind of team will the Pacers be in five years, right? Will they, uh, is this, uh, 
is this team back in the playoffs by that time? I, I sure hope so. Um, so that to me, to me, that's what I would like to see. I, I, I would, I would prefer to see Matherin start over Duarte and see Duarte come off the bench and, and be that lead attacking score the way that Matherin is do, was doing it in preseason, just Duarte do it, um, on that second unit. And I think he's the kind of guy that benefits a lot from playing against, you know, potentially a, a, a lower level of competition. He gets, he gets a little bit more separation off of the defender because the defender's a little slacker, you know, than the start, a starting level defender. That's my point is, my point is just that Duarte's a fine starter and, and, if it were me, I would rather see him start over. I'd rather see Duarte, Matherin. Actually, no, I don't know. Point being, Duarte looks really solid. I like what he's bringing to the table right now. Um, and let's we'll just roll with that. The two, the two of the vets, Buddy and Miles, you know, they're just doing their thing. Buddy's knocking down threes. Miles is getting blocks and you know giving you twelve points or so and seven or eight rebounds and um, they're just doing their thing. They're just, can't, you know, they're just here right now. Um, it feels like they probably won't be at the end of the season or, or going into the next season, but you never know. I mean, you never know. Uh, a little bit, two, two more of the, the younger guys on the team that, that impressed me were Andrew Nimhard and Terry Taylor. I want to see more of those guys this season. Um, both guys just seem like very efficient, um, bas- like efficient, knowledgeable basketball players. Guys that stay within, they know what their strengths are. They play within those strengths. They don't do anything to hurt you. You know, they, um, they're, they're, they're both pretty versatile players. Um, and, and, and I just want to, I'm excited to see those two guys more today than I was before training camp started. And, you know, they, that game against the Knicks that, that I've referenced a few times with just the, that unit that came back and, and, and weathered the storm that the Knicks were bringing and came out with the victory, Nimhard, Nimhard was a huge piece of that. He, he led that team and Terry Taylor was out there doing his thing and then obviously Matherin was doing his thing. Um, so yeah. Nimhard and Terry Taylor. The other guys, Aaron Neesmith, he had a great game against Charlotte in game one, got injured. So we just haven't really, we didn't get to see a lot of him. Sounds like he's, sounds like he's healthy and he's going to be ready to go early on in the season here. And it sounds like Rick Carlisle is going to give him, you know, ample opportunity uh, to, to be, he's going to be in the rotation, it sounds like. So we're going we're gonna to get to find out a lot more about Aaron Neesmith you know, the flashes he showed in the game against Charlotte was like, yeah, this is nice. Um, this is real nice. What, what could he, what, could, what kind of role could he, um, you know, kind of, kind of figure out here on this team? Um, so, yeah, I, I'd say I'm excited to, st- to see Neesmith play uh, this year. Uh, then you got Goga, Kendall Brown, O'Shea Brissett. I'm st- I still like all three of these guys. Uh, it just looks like we're probably not going to see a ton of them, um, but you know, it is what it is. So that's just kind of 
kind of the, the breakdown of the players. Um, you know, moving forward, tomorrow night it starts. Washington Wizards come into town. Um, and then Friday and Saturday night, so first three games at home, they've got the Spurs and the Pistons. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this. Uh, first of all, just that, the, that real basketball games are back. And, and second of all, just the Detroit Pistons. It's going to be the first game with, you know, Cade Cunningham and Jaden Ivey coming to, coming to uh, the field house here to go up against, you know, Halliburton and Matherin. Um, I'm just so happy. I'm like, I'm, gonna, I'm fortunate enough I'm going to get to go to this game. I'm going to be there, going to get to see it. Um, and there's a chance that the Pacers are 3-0 and after these first three games. I mean, these are three teams that I feel like are, are certainly in our wheelhouse. Um, But then it'll get, it'll get real, real quick with game four, Monday night on the road at Philadelphia uh, to go up against the title contending 76ers with Embiid and Harden and Maxie and Harris and just loaded up, uh, tough title contending team going to be on the road. Like that's going to be a, that's going to be a tough game for the Pacers. Um, and then, then they stay on the road and go to Chicago to play, you know, certainly not that level of a team, but a team that's, you know, playoff, playoff hopeful for sure, and, and certainly at least play in level um, team. And so the Pacers are going to get, they're going to get a taste of it real quick. Um, and so I, I just can't wait for this season to start. Oh, we got a lot to look forward to. Um, just to see these young guys, just get to see these young guys and, and um, watch them grow and develop and, and set the foundation for this team moving ahead. So that's that. Hope everybody enjoys the next few games, and uh, we'll be back later. Peace. <laughs>